Welcome back, one and all, to the good, the bad, and the neutral, where- Come on in, guys! You wanna know what you're playing for? We're playing for the marbles! <laughs> Bruh. All of the marbles! <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to the good, the bad, and the neutral, the show where we discuss and debate the D&D alignments of fictional characters. My name is Avery. My name is Jack, and we are not talking about fictional characters today. We sort of are. We sort of are. So, I wanna just set up right up right at the bat the expectation here. These are like we're talking about a reality TV show that I am obsessed with, Survivor. But we are not talking about the people. This is important. These are real human beings with real lives outside of this game. This is like the way that this works is I like these people are people. We're not talking about their lives. We're talking about the way they are portrayed in the game. In a similar way to what we did with Mulaney, we didn't talk about his personal life at all, and I'm so glad we didn't. Um, we are only talking about the way they're portrayed in the game, who they are in the game. We're not going to make references to any outside things at all all. Just the way they are on the show, the way the editors chose to portray them. And so I, I trust all of you guys. I know you're all wonderful people, but if I hear about any of you sending any messages, tweets, whatever, to any of these people, I will be very upset with you. And I, I know I don't necessarily have to say that, but I want to make it clear before we get started with the fun bits. Alright, fun bits. Yeah, time for the fun bits. So, we're talking about Survivor! Survivor is a incredibly long-running reality TV show where uh, anywhere from 18 to 20 contestants get on an island, play in challenges, and try to win $1 million. Um, we're going to talk about some of the most infamous and famous characters on this show. Um... And it's just going to be, we're just here to have fun. I'm kind of obsessed and Jack has sort of had to experience a lot of it by <laughs> proxy. Um, and he's been a very good sport about it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So our first character today is Sandra Diaz Twine, the crowned queen of Survivor. The queen of Survivor. You want to tell me about Sandra? Yeah, I do. So Sandra Diaz Twine the queen of Survivor, up until recently the only person to ever win twice, and the other person, Tony, won an all-winners season. Sandra won in a mix of winners and non-winners. Sandra is known for being the most straightforward person in the whole game, has this very like laid-back, as-long-as-it's-not-me attitude, a surprising amount of cunning, and uh, an absolute distaste for terrible men. Both times that she won, it was because there was just a deeply unpleasant man on the tribe that she consistently railed against and tried to take down. And as a result, people had a lot more respect for her than for her opponents. Uh, she's scrappy. She's terrible at challenges. She is uh, tough as nails and very loud and just positively wonderful television. Um, she's played four times. She won her first two. The third, she got screwed by a swap. And the fourth, um, she was, I think, really properly taken down and went out like a queen. All right. So I think she's chaotic neutral. I think she's chaotic neutral because she is the sort of outside perspective on the way the game is supposed to be played. You know, you're supposed to be going about and and building alliances and manipulating people, and she is, does those things. But she doesn't do those things because that's how the game is played. She does those things because that wins her the game. <laughs> um, she If she felt like she didn't need to do those things to win the game, she wouldn't have to. She wouldn't do those things. Um, Sandra goes out of her way a couple of times to 
to uh, sort of punish people for working against her. Uh, but she does so in very appropriate and and uh, sort of like well-meaning ways um, in, in a way to show that she's hurt. But she's not, though. <laughs> like, she, she wants them to think like, oh, man, I feel bad for betraying Sandra. But she doesn't care. She's just in this for the victory. She's just in this for, for the game, for the money. And like, sh like, like you said, as long as it's not me, she is upfront about the fact that she is total disregard for the structure and the rules of the game if it would get her the crown. Yeah, obviously she obeys the rules, just no, of like course, the social rules. Um, Sandra, I think, understands more than most people that this is a game. Yeah. And that she's playing it to win, and she does, uh, but she does know it's a game. Um, and she is just always so authentically herself, and it's wonderful. Um, I think I agree with you in terms of chaotic neutral. And in part, it's because she just really likes messing with people. There's a remarkable moment the third time she plays. Um, it's in Survivor Game Changers. Uh, I haven't shown you that season because it's not very good. Sure. Um, but she is kind of on the chopping block because another one of the people we're going to talk about, JT, has uh, eyes on her, you know? Uh, and so do a lot of people because, you know, she's the queen. She's one At that point, she point. is the queen. Yeah. Um, and they got a coffee reward, right? That contained some sugar and some other stuff. And JT was complaining about another tribe member who was eating too much sugar. And that wasn't necessarily true, but like that was JT's perception. So Sandra, when no one is looking, eats all of the sugar so that JT will lose it on that other person and get himself voted out, thus saving her another three days. My thing with Sandra is that she is like you like like you just described, she's like ruthless and cunning, but not because she's a like mean or, or, or cool person, but because this is a game and uh, you don't have to be nice to win. You have told me number, time and time again, the only objective of Survivor is to get to the end with a jury that wants you to win. There, there are no other zero objectives. other objectives. And for that, she's very, very good. She, in her time, in, in the first two winning seasons, there was a single vote against her. <laughs> One person <laughs> voted against her out of two seasons of votes. It's incredible. Every time she's up on the chopping block. She's amazing. Um, and, like... She is someone who lies and who deceives and who, like, you know, does what she says what she has to, but in this way that feels still very authentic. Like, at one point she lies to uh, Russell in Heroes vs. Villains about somebody wanting him out, and, like, it is a lie, but it, it's such an authentic, like, I'm doing this because I hate Russell. Like, that's why I'm doing this. And she's always so herself, and that's just, I think, really endearing to the jury because it always feels like she's up front with them. Even if she does occasionally lie, it's because she's, like, super, she knows what she wants to be doing and she's going to do it. And there's just so much power in that. All right. Sandra Diaz fine? Chaotic neutral. Mm -hmm. Something I want to say um, about, because we're not going to talk about Tony because Jack doesn't know Tony that well, but the two people that won Survivor twice won in such different ways. Mm -hmm. Like Sandra played this very low-key, low-physicality social game where she was just absolutely herself in this like very awesome, incredible, cunning way. And Tony was like very aggressive in his play and he won a couple of challenges in Heroes and uh, Winners at War. I'm very proud of him. Um, but he was very aggressive and very, like, leaderly. Um, and I guess the only thing they really had in common is they both kept spying on people. So I guess to win Survivor, you just gotta spy on people. I guess. That checks out. <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. 
Um, but you can't talk about Sandra Diaz Twine without also talking about uh, her counterpart on her first season, Pearl Islands, Johnny Fairplay. Let's talk about Johnny Fairplay. Oh boy, you want to talk about Johnny Fairplay? So Johnny Fairplay is the penal, or the, the consummate villain of, of Survivor. Arguably the first like reality TV villain of Survivor. Also arguably the best at it, considering he's been on the show how many times? Oh, uh, only one and a half, once, uh, and then fans versus favorites where he got voted out in the first episode by self-eviction, essentially. Mm, right. See, the thing is, Jeff Probst hates this man. Um, and it's very clear in the sense of full disrespect, but yeah. he was very good at being a villain on Pearl Island. Yeah, uh, a year after the All-Stars season ended, he won Best Villain during the America's Tribal Council, <laughs> and the look of delight on his face, just... Uh, he so comes yeah. from wrestling, and in wrestling, you know how to play a heel. Yes, and he do- did that not only very well, but intentionally, and that's kind of important. Uh, he's an extremely dangerous player because he's manipulative, and he is... Absolutely unabashedly, uh, uh, like, wicked and cruel. Uh, and we are absolutely going to talk about the dead grandma thing. Most fa- So Johnny Fairplay's most famous moment is that he li- he set up a plan with his uh, loved one when they came to visit to tell everyone that his grandmother had died in order to get sympathy uh, and use that to propel him forward in the game. Um, he famously said, my grandma's probably at home watching Jerry Springer right now. Uh... It was incredible. Um, The fun fact from the Survivor reunion is that Jeff then called to check in on Johnny's family, be like, hey, is there anything we can do? And the allegedly dead grandma picked up the phone. Yep, according to the TV Tropes page, she was at home watching Jerry Springer at the time. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, so Johnny Fairplay, I mean, peak chaotic evil, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, like the most chaotic evil person. He will lie, cheat, steal. He will pretend that his grandmother is dead <laughs> for clout. Yep. Um, he will lie to the country. Yeah. He, I mean, to be fair, he did say it in confessional, but he will lie to Jeffrey Probstein. This man, this man lies to the country more often than a U.S. president. <laughs> He's kind of incredible. Like, he really sort of streets, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, spearheaded an archetype of, like, this, like, I'm playing this up and the audience gets to know that. And, like, when I, like, I'm gonna be, like, an abs- the absolute worst in the show and then I'm gonna turn to the camera and I'm gonna wink. It's really amazing, to be honest. And he is arguably the reason that Sandra won the game because her ability to turn, like, at one point, Johnny really did have it in the bag. And the person who turned it around was Sandra. And, like, I don't think she would have won the game if Fair Play had not been there to fight against. I actually agree with that completely. I think, um, I think his behavior as a player sort of highlights in the opposite direction what we talked about how the only the only objective of the game is to get to the end with a jury that wants you to win and I think that if it had gotten down to the two of them if he hadn't gotten blindsided if Lil hadn't gotten if Lily hadn't gotten the immunity and he hadn't gotten voted out, almost certainly he would have made it to, I mean, for sure he would have made it to the final two. And honestly, it's kind of a toss up between him and, and Sandra who would have won final two. Like Sandra's the, the the obvious choice between her and Lily, but like between her and Johnny, he played a great game. He did. I think it would have been really fun though to, I don't think, I, I still think that Sandra would have won. Um, if you're a Survivor fan, please let me know what you think about this. But I think that if, John, if Johnny Fairplay had to continue his like web of lies and smarminess, up against Sandra, who also had the floor, like, to talk. 
I think Sandra would have just swept the entire rug out from under him and just embarrassed the crap out of him because she has never bought anything Fairplay is selling. She's That's notably true. the only person that knew right away that the dead grandma lie was absolute nonsense. Yes. Um, this was really just an excuse to talk about how fun a villain Johnny Fairplay was. Agreed. So Johnny Fairplay? Chaotic evil. All uh, right. So let's talk about our third player of the night. We are pivoting um, from uh, Pearl Islands, and we're going to talk about JT. So James Thomas Jr. We're going to talk. We're not. We're not going to talk about him in Game Changers because um, we didn't watch Game Changers. Agreed. Um, we're going to talk about him in token chains and then probably a little bit in heroes versus villains because uh wow yeah uh so why don't you tell me about uh jt all right so jt thomas is the winner of survivor token chains um he is the definition of the golden boy uh he's a nice country boy with a nice smile and like a coat of honor and everybody loves him and like that's how he won token chains is just being excuse me that's how he won token chains is just by being this like deeply charming guy aligning himself with a really powerful strategist in the form of Steven Fishback and just being so well loved he is the embodiment of like that hero archetype there was a point where like he broke a tooth in a challenge and Jeff Probst reverently handed it to him um and then heroes versus villains he decided he wanted to play a little more villainously and failed miserably at it. He, um, his most famous Heroes vs. Villain moment was writing a note to Russell because he feared the girls were trying to form an all-girls alliance on the Villains tribe and being like, we believe in you. We believe you're a good man. Here is the immunity idol. Prove to us you are not a villain. And then he got voted out. Um, he is just like, like, again, we are talking about the character here. He a himbo. <laughs> it's worth pointing out that as with Sandra, he also got zero votes cast against him. His jury vote was entirely unanimous and he won the fan favorite at the uh, the Survivor reunion. He played the first perfect game he of did. Survivor. Uh, and uh, I want to point out that um, just in a specific example of uh, how good at this game he was, uh, he, so there was a guy in the opposite tribe named Brendan uh, who wanted JT out. JT took Brendan on an afternoon reward trip and Brendan went, if JT wins, that's like me winning the game. It's like five minutes of TV like time. five minutes. Like, JT's got some Jedi mind trick powers or something. His charisma's through the freaking It's roof. insane. Um, it's kind of amazing. And, uh, so do you have any thoughts on JT's alignment? I think he's neutral good. Uh, I think he is, uh, like, I don't think he's, like you said, he's a terrible villain. He's not, he doesn't have the head for strategy. He doesn't have the, the, um... The, the wickedness or the cleverness to be able to form these evil plans. He aligns himself well with Steven, and then when Steven's not there, he loses pretty quickly. Um, it stands to reason that the, the, the reason he won so well is because people genuinely wanted him to win. And that's to his credit. He did, he played a really good game, but he also was just a super nice guy. He's a down-home farm boy from Alabama. Uh, he, uh, God, I, I'm trying to conjure up the scene because it was Steven at the end with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to conjure up the scene at the final council 
where Stephen, who is a graduate from Yale, uh, is, and the two of them are sitting there trying to argue against one another, and JT's just like, I'm such a good farm boy. There's a bit where, um, and obviously, like, again, we don't know what his motivations were in real life, but here's what it looked like in the game, where Stephen, like, started, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, this was JT's idea to do this thing, and JT's like, I'm really hurt by the fact that you would say that. Like, I thought we were, like, playing, like, an honorable thing here. Like, the fact that you'd throw me under the bus like that is so heartbreaking. And Stephen, like, that, that, that was it. The game was over. Yep. Um, I actually think he's lawful good. Okay. Um, and the reason I think that is because he really is into this, like, code of honor situation. Mm-hmm. Like, when, uh, in Token Chains, when Coach was voted out, he did not write Coach's name down, even if he agreed to get Coach out, because that one he told Coach's Coach vote. that he wouldn't. Yep. And, like, when he... Every time he, like, like, he makes agreements, and he does his level best to keep them, um... And, like, it's Survivor. You don't always do, succeed that way. But, like, it's something that matters to him and puts him in conflict versus, like... And, and a lot of the times he does keep his agreements, yep. which is different than, like, a neutral good person who's like, I'm making these deals and I don't want to break them, but if I have to, I will. Right. Like, Steven is like, I'm going to do everything I can to not break this agreement. Right. Um, in a way that I think JT. is... JT, said Steven. Oh, yeah? Uh, I meant JT. Yeah. Uh, but I think the fact that he, that he cares about his, like, quote-unquote honor and his code and his, like, word in, like, this proper, like, southern good boy way, um, I think puts him in the lawful camp. I'll take that. I'm not super attached to Neutral Good. I think uh, Lawful Good definitely fits his heart. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a good season, guys. It's a really good season. <laughs> this is going to be, like, just a 30-second tangent. I did not watch reality TV until I met Avery, and I still don't particularly care for it, but Survivor's good TV, you guys. Like, it's that thing, you know, you, you talk about it, and you're like, oh, it's just a reality TV show, but, like, it's some top-notch stuff. And it's really good. This season, Token Chains, is a good one to start with. It's, like, right in the middle of, like, slow becoming modern survivor so it's easy enough to follow without um losing some of the charm of the older seasons and also without needing any of the uh background that you need for some of the newer really good seasons all right so jt lawful good yes so let's talk about survivor the man the myth the legend jeffrey probst (laughs) jefferson probstworth so Cannot talk about this show without talking about the man behind the show. The show really took off when he became a producer. Uh, he is the face of the show. Um, he is... Uh, he loves he, this he, show. It's just, he's the heart and soul of it. Um, he's we, the reason this show is still going, because he loves it so much. It's been 20 years. He's been doing this for 20 years. He's almost 60, you guys. We just watched, uh, and by we I mean me and not Jack, uh, just watched the first episode of the premiere of season 41 and Jeff is just as excited as he was from the very beginning. It is honestly incredible. Um, he is, uh, he's just the, the face of it. He, he is Survivor. He is, we, we like to joke that there are different Jeff probes, like Manic Reunion probes. Uh, I'll talk about the three probes theory at the end of uh, yes. when we talk about Jeff. See, my theory is that uh, there are several hundred tiny probes piloting an overprobed suit, uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> do you have um, an alignment for Jeff? First off, on, uh, Jeff, on the off chance you're listening to this, once again, this is all in good fun. And we, we deeply, sincerely apologize if we hurt your feelings. We think you are the absolute best, and Survivor would not be the same without you. Alright, tell me his alignment. Chaotic good. I agree. Continue. Um, so Jeff, more than anything, wants Survivor to be good and fun for everyone. Um, the moment that my friend and I uh, keep 
joking about is at the end of Heroes versus Villains, where it seems like everyone's a little bit down and Jeff just keeps asking people like, hey, did you have fun? Like, that's all like, like, did you have fun though? Because it's important to him that people are having fun, that this is a game that people want to play. And he also won't stand up, he, he like, um, is very much a, a character in this show because he won't stand up to people's nonsense. Like when people are being like unpleasant or homophobic or sexist or racist, it is sort of lawful, neutral, impartial host would have been like, you know, quiet, not saying anything, but Jeff will insert himself into moments where it seems like things are going really bad or things that are, things are really like scary or unpleasant for people. Um, and like it shows by the way he treats some of the game's more despicable villains. Like that man hates Johnny Fairplay. And it didn't really start until he found out about the dead grandma lie. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't tell the cast, obviously, because his loyalty is first and foremost to making the show good. But he, you could tell... He hated that man. Yeah. It's interesting because of how well he doesn't lose his composure during situations like that. You have to get really good at reading his face to really notice when he starts, uh, uh, like, expressing thoughts against certain people. But there really is this, like, kind of incredible well-meaning tenderness about Jeff. Like, he cares about the players and he cares about the game. And, like, when things start to go bad, like someone gets hurt, you can see the sort of Jeff, like, professional survivor Jeff slip out to check in on people and just be like, hey, are you okay? Uh, like, do you need anything? Or provide like an incredible amount of empathy to people who have to be evacuated or uh, have like been through stuff. And he's always like trying to learn and get better, especially recently. He's really been making an effort to make sure everyone feels welcome and included. And sometimes it's uh, a little cringy and messy, but the heart is very, very clear. It's like a, it's like watching your weird boomer granddad, like try to get your pronouns right. It's really sweet. <laughs> It is. And like, it's just really like, he's a, he's a host that loves the game. He loves the players and he is not afraid to get involved when he has to. Yeah. Um, so that's why I would put him in chaotic good, I think. Uh, let's talk about the three different probes. Yes. My, uh, my theory of three probes. Again, this is very much all in good fun. It is not a real theory, but uh, we, my friend and I like to joke that there are three different Jeffs, like just three different people that are Jeff, like clones. There is uh, what we call tribal Jeff, which is the very poised professional Jeff that shows up to tribal council and is just trying to get the information out of everybody and get the tribal through and like won't flinch when he p snuffs torches. Just very like, I am here to run this game. Then there is uh, who we call Challenge Jeff, who is the most human of the probes. You can tell that it is Challenge Jeff because he is wearing a hat. Um, Challenge Jeff is a fun guy. He likes to mess around with the players. He's the one that will be there when things go wrong and they need help. Um, he's very sweet. Has a lot of energy, lots of yelling, um, and like just has a really good time. And then there is uh, what we call Manic Reunion Jeff. It is the Jeff they let out twice a year to do the reunion shows. He dresses up like a cat burglar and he has just really big enthusiastic eyes about Survivor. And like, we joke that we, they only let him out twice a year because he's just so excited and he just wants to talk to everyone. And um, so those are our three Jeffs, is Manic Reunion Jeff, Tribal Jeff and Challenge Jeff. Now I want to talk about my overtime score. Kidding. <laughs> um, all right, let's tally the votes. All right. Um, first vote, chaotic good. I also vote chaotic good. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> Jeff is chaotic good. 
Alright, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereupon. Uh, I want to take a second to thank our patrons, Sam, Laura, Lena, and Liam. Um, this was sort of a weird episode because we're sort of talking about real people, but we're sort of not. We will never talk about real, real people. Every time, it's just gonna be a character on a show. These are not the same thing as the people out there living their lives. I'm sure Jeff has a very rich outside survivor life. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at wndbproductions at gmail.com. We really appreciate getting your emails and getting your comments. Thank you guys very much. See you soon.